0: Welcome back, everyone. You reach Manta Aquatics. This is Stephen and Juan. Today's topic is, are
1: corals worth the hassle? How's it going, everyone? Another week has been achieved. That's right. We're back here, trying to get rolling with our podcast episodes. You know, we've been busy with summer and work and other personal things for me it's just maybe fish stores and more fish stores <laughs> yeah steve's been steady on the fish stores but i've been steady on working and trying to keep it together i guess lame <laughs>
0: i went to orlando i went to all those fish stores
1: oh yes yes you did go to orlando that was a couple like almost a month or two ago now july yeah last month oh, okay so july
0: yeah, I went to Orlando and Tampa. You know, most people go to Orlando, you know, Disney World, Sea World, Universal. Not so much me. I think I went, the whole, so the purpose was originally to go to Universal. Then we saw the price and we're like, yeah, I don't think so. And the lines, <laughs> the lines, so we got an app and we looked at the lines and they were literally like an hour for each ride. Yeah, they're
1: insane. You have to like get there early, like an hour before anything early. opens up.
0: Yeah. So, an hour, and it was like, it was hot then. It was July, so it was like, you know, 80, 85, so, hot. Yeah. And so, and my, my point of the argument was, do you really want to stand behind some dude, because we were going to Universal, dressed in a Harry Potter robe, who hasn't bathed in three days, and just a nerdy guy who smells a lot.
1: Just to get on a ride. Right,
0: and stand behind him for an hour. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to do that.
1: Or do you want to be in the AC? right
0: with very few people in an aquarium store and to me and maybe that's just not everybody i'd prefer to be in the aquarium store so we went to i went to uh, worldwide corals top shelf uh, those were the two kind of like name brands but then a bunch of other uh, local mom and pop stores i did notice however salt water is huge in florida
1: yeah fresh water
0: yeah. is not really a thing i think i went to One freshwater store, pure freshwater store, and the rest were, like, predominantly saltwater. Just saltwater stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I kind of get that vibe whenever I'm on YouTube. A lot of the Florida folks are just really heavy into saltwater, which is cool, but...
0: And the freshwater store, it was nice, but it was, like, small. Um, It was just, just, like, mainly one room and, like, a side room. That was pretty much it. Like, the, the plant section was really nice. Nice, nice and stuff they have here, uh, for the most part. just I just think their display was nice because it was in a, a large, um, clear tank. Yeah. And uh, it had a lot of flow on us. And the plants were kind of moving a lot, which was nice. And uh, there's a lot of selection. and Everything looked clean. So.
1: Did you end up coming home with anything? Uh,
0: I don't think so. No. Well, so to preface that, I bought a $160 leather coral from a local fish store. And I left it, I stayed at Juan's house that night, so I left it in the bag. And when I got home, it never recovered. And, you know, leather corals, this is a finger leather, uh, it was a green one. And they're supposed to be super hardy. Like, if you look on any website for leather corals, they're like the top one or two hardiest corals. Yeah. So I figured, you know, it could handle. A day. I mean,
1: pe- people. Just a little abuse. Right.
0: People ship coral all the time, and one day shipping is like the norm, right? Yeah. So I figured one day, and I kept it inside. It wasn't like it was in the car, but it just never recovered.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a tough loss there. 160.
0: Yeah, it's most of have ever spent on anything. I was like going to say living. that's the highest you yeah. yeah
1: besides your clownfish.
0: Well, they were only 100. dollars They're still cheaper. Yeah. And uh, But it was weird, because I, I had a toadstool in there, and I had a willow leather, and they are both doing just, they're still alive, still doing fine. So I don't think there's anything wrong with the tank, I just think it just couldn't handle being in
1: the bag. Yeah, which is pretty yeah. odd. I mean, because it was, you had small frags of the willow, and then this is like a massive.
0: Right, yeah, it was, it was almost as big as my toadstool, which is about two years old now, so I don't understand why. But, you know, that's how corals go.
1: Yeah. And do um, you have any fish tank updates?
0: Yeah, I got a coral quarantine tank, which kind of goes along with that story. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, actually, I uh, I got I had five different pests in my saltwater tank, and they've been keeping it pretty sad since February. Like,
1: yeah.
0: sad to the fact where I had to move all my my rocks. all my rocks, and I had left one rock in there because it had some GSP on it, and I didn't want to kill it. And the um, only thing I had in there was a yogurt cup, which I was using to keep my uh, willow leather in because it kept floating away. Is that still in there? No, I took that out. I was going to say. <laughs> and I had a bunch of fake plants because I wanted to give the fish some cover. Yeah. And I figured if I put the fake plants in there, if the, I had fermented snails, if they hosted a plastic plant, I could just remove it and put a fresh one in there. Right, yeah. So, and it wasn't, you know, anything. No bio load. Right, exactly. So so now my, I, I finally took out that one rock. I sacrificed the GSP. I was pretty sad about that. It was pretty well covered
1: in it. But,
0: but I took it outside. What did I took it outside. It was left in the sun for like a week.
1: Well, did you not have another little rock that had some on it?
0: Yeah, I did. I, I, I took a frag off of it, and I cleaned that frag really well. Yeah. But um, you should have seen all the stuff that came off that rock. I, th- I counted 30 bristle worms.
1: Oh, gosh. About
0: 10 of those little white starfish and uh just it had it had bubble algae on it it was it was it was the source of bubble algae that's where it kept coming from that that was the straw that broke the camel's back right because i had bubble algae nowhere else but on that one rock i was like i'm not letting this thing spread yeah so i eventually was like i'm just done with it so I, i sacrificed that one rock for the betterment of the tank
1: it's, you didn't put it back in, though, right? No, After it no. being outside for that? No, I
0: actually, it bleached it white, which I didn't know was possible. Because it was sprayed with that carob sea stuff. So. Yeah. But apparently, if you leave it in the sun for a while, it turns white. Huh. Which I, you know, who would have thought? But. Yeah. But now my, my tank's back to pretty much normal. It's, it, was a, it was a long fight to get back to normal.
1: Right, which led to you making your quarantine tank.
0: Right, yeah. And uh, I got, I had cyanoalgae, too. And I had that, uh, I got that medication for it. And it actually works really well. You definitely want an air stone in there though. And if you buy the aquarium Co air stone, <laughs> do not put the green part, the actual air pump into the yeah, water.
1: You definitely don't do that. Yeah. Steve found out real fast that it's not submersible at all.
0: Especially not in salt water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, just a tip for the you know viewers out there. All right. So, but yeah, my, my tank's doing better.
1: Uh, How's the, the loach tank, the 32 gallon?
0: Yeah, it's doing good. Uh, Juan gave me a bunch of moss, so it's growing fast. And I think, I don't have any babies yet, but I do have four females and one male. I'm thinking about adding a, a second male.
1: You have um, some baby loaches in your 180 though, right?
0: Yeah, so that's a different story. So I had a 15 gallon growing up. So I had a bunch of babies in the 180. Then I put those into the 15, and uh, O.N.I.P. Uh, changed their formula on their food, and so I started using the new food. Well, it breaks down a lot faster, and they didn't. It started making a big nitrate uh, ammonia spike. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's what I killed off. I think three of my babies. So I was. I wasn't happy with that. So I moved three of them. The I had four remaining. I had seven originally. I had four remaining. So I moved three of them into the 180 get 180 gallon. Primarily just to make sure they were stable, um, but also because I had baby angelfish in there before, and when I moved them to the 180 gallon, they grew about three times faster. Mm-hmm. I think just because I feed that tank more, there's right. a lot of so food there's... going on. Yeah, and I think, I think there's a lot, if you get a larger tank, I feel like things just grow faster.
1: Yeah, they got more room, so right. they'll just take off.
0: So I'm hoping they, because they've been the same size for a long time. Like, your loaches and my loaches are the same size, but I was just curious to see if I put them in a bigger tank. Maybe they do the same like your angels do and just grow a lot faster. Yeah, maybe just
1: make them want to grow. Right.
0: So I left one baby in the 15, mainly just to see if, make sure that tank was still safe for them. So if the future, ever, if I ever did want to take 30, the babies from the 32, I could put them in the 15. Um, right now, one that's in there, is a pregnant platy, a couple of gobies, and that baby heel stream yeah but right now i have two breeding tanks a 10 gallon quarantine for fresh water and uh my main hundred display and that's for fresh water and for salt i have my bio cube and a 20 gallon quarantine
1: which you have a couple frags in there now right yes yeah.
0: uh one and i went to all the fish stores yesterday yeah. at least all the local ones we usually go to and that's uh five of them one no, that's four. four. Yeah, four. Yeah. So we went to all four yesterday. Um, my mom came with us. She, oh, my gosh. She ended up striking out. She
1: did. And it wasn't like there weren't any fish that she wasn't going for. You know, yeah, was she, she, she was
0: looking for endlers, and two of the four had endlers. And I thought these white ones are really pretty. Yeah,
1: I thought so, too. I mean, i would never seen any like that in one of the stores we went to. And when we were in the car, we were talking about them. She kind of thought we were, like, joking. Yeah, she, like, she thought
0: we were being sarcastic. Yeah. and she, I was like, no, I really thought they looked nice. Yeah, they looked really
1: nice. And she just, she didn't think they did. And Not at all. So she didn't get anything. We yeah. made fun of her about that.
0: But we ended up getting, um, I got two corals and an endler. And I think Juan got a coral, right?
1: Yeah, and some uh, phytoplankton. And
0: a heater. Or a, 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 thermometer. Thermometer. Yeah, a thermometer. Yeah, Yeah. So... Uh, we, got, we both got these uh, Gorgonians. Yeah, yeah,
1: some Gorgonians.
0: And uh, I got mine because I have a long-nosed hawkfish now as a replacement to my uh, mandarin. And he, I really like the hawkfish. I think they're fun. It's kind of like having a mini uh, sailfish or marlin in the tank.
1: Yeah, you do always seem to talk about the hawkfish a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Knock
0: on wood. Uh, he is my, my favorite fish now. So of pretty much any tank. So I'm, I like him a lot.
1: Have you noticed him perching on it yet or no?
0: Who's uh, in the, cor- the corals in the quarantine? Oh, right,
1: day. right. Yes, that's right. So I'll be curious to see if he does and how it goes. Well, he, he, he,
0: uh, he perches on the fake plants or he, when I had him in there and then I took them all out cause I didn't want fake plants in my saltwater tank, <laughs> but he didn't, he doesn't really like the rocks. And so I put one of the fake plants back in there and he really perched back on it. Huh. so that's kind of odd so i need something kind of like a fake plant to for him to perch on right and that gorgonian kind of fits that bill yeah it definitely does so that way i, don't, I can finally remove that fake plant <laughs> out of there.
1: oh that'll be good though so we got
0: the we got, we got rid of the yogurt cup but now we just gotta get rid get of, rid of the, the one fake plant in right there. yeah so that's kind of where we're at with that and uh i'm doing really well like fish wise i haven't lost too much like Really, any fish. The last thing I lost was that mandarin and the shrimp. That was a while ago. So I'm finally. I think I'm finally figuring out what fish work for our water. It only took me like four years, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's it'll be it's two and a half years. It's three years in February, so about two and a half years it take me to figure out at least freshwater wise. Right. Because I went through uh, dwarf grammies, Rams panda loaches, and now kind of angelfish. Mm-hmm. So, if, if I stay away from those four, um, I've noticed my loss rate has gone down substantially. Right.
1: Yeah, that's true. And those are all for your fresh water, so. Yeah. Uh, I'm
0: probably not going to get a mandarin anytime soon just because I feel like... I had mine for nine months. It wasn't like I just had it for two weeks or something. I had it in mm-hmm. there for a long time. But I just felt like... I just don't like having to worry about it eating, because like... All my other fish is eat mice shrimp. It's pretty normal.
1: Yeah, like whatever you toss yeah, in there. Yeah, right.
0: Pellets, mices, whatever you got. But uh, he only eats like certain things. That was kind of a, a pain. And then the hawkfish, he's a little picky, so I don't have to worry about him. That's good. He's he, funny, because he'll, he'll catch a Mises, and his, his nose is very narrow, so it'll stick like out of his mouth. Oh, he, yeah. he, looks, he looks like a dog that carrying a bone around. He'll swim <laughs> around the tank with his mices sticking out of his mouth. That's funny. So, he's pretty
1: cute. Yeah, whenever I... When I bought those adult brine shrimp, I put them in the freshwater. The Danios were going after them. They, really? It was the same thing because yeah. they're so big.
0: They, they just can't swallow them all. Yeah, whole.
1: yeah. It was kind of funny. So
0: do you have any updates? I know you've had a algae outbreak.
1: Yeah, I've had a bit of an algae outbreak in my salt tank. I have some hair algae. I I wasn't too worried about it. Um, and then my tank started going through some sort of crash I ended up losing a couple corals and sadly lost my mandarin along the way there. So in there, currently, I only have two leather frags and my chili coral, and then the two clowns and the... Gorgonian. Well, now the gorgonian, but before then. And then the fish, the two clownfish and the chalk bass, so...
0: And a mangrove
1: yeah and the mangrove so that's doing pretty good it's actually sprouting a new leaf so I'm pretty excited about that that makes that, that tells me you know it's actually thriving in yeah, there so it's
0: growing not dying
1: yeah exactly so but yeah so my tank ended up crashing I gave Steve here most of my coral that you know yeah. were surviving
0: I think I have four or five still alive yeah so. but you feel you didn't make it
1: yeah you they, feel they, they, they suffered the most so
0: that, that's what happened to me too like most All oh my you euphilia died, and that's what I had the most out of. I think I had, like, five, at least, like, ten heads originally.
1: Yeah. And then I lost all of them, and I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And then I went through it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I mean, it's, like, it's almost like it cycled again, and that's, like, kind of what caused it to, like, crash. But, I like, I mean, I'm not 100% sure, because yeah. I couldn't get my water tested, really. the One of my local stores, yeah. their machine was down, so...
0: I think mine was a temperature thing I think it dropped from 78 to like 72 that was before I put a, um, a Fluvol heater in there now it's like a digital display so I don't have to worry about that anymore yeah because um, before I before I got these smart plugins I would manually unplug the, the stuff from the wall by uh, the power strip and sometimes I would it was close to the, the heater plug-in so when yeah, I would take I'm, it out yeah I would it wouldn't come all the way out it was like raise up a little bit oh, yeah, yeah. and then it would like lose power yeah but I wouldn't notice it until like, I put my hand in the tank I'm like this thing is cold and uh, so I definitely learned that temperature at least for salt water is very important
1: yeah it really is I've done that like once where I noticed my um, my heater had been unplugged because I, I did the same thing it was I had done a water change and I had accidentally unplugged it and didn't notice it because it was just raised a little bit right yeah. until I started touching the water, like like how you did, just messing around with the rock work, and I was like, it's kind of chilly in here, <laughs> I mean, the corals were fine, that's the thing, they didn't really, like, tell me that it was too cold, but, you know, I put my hand in there, and it was, yeah,
0: I, I would say that, and uh, the remitted snails, so they like to bury into euphilia, and uh, they go into the skeleton, and I feel like that really messed with them, mm-hmm. and then at night, or during, when the feeding time was, they would extend these, like, almost like a like a cast net we use to catch fish with, and uh, that would really bother them. And so they stay closed a lot, so they wouldn't feed, and that would slowly kill them. Um, so, but hopefully, vermentids were done, and um, obviously, I, like I said, I got a new that, uh, so that temperature thing shouldn't be much of an issue.
1: Yeah, but yeah, so I got a lot of green hair algae, but I ended up getting a tuxedo urchin, which I wanted to begin with, but the algae was just an excuse to get one sooner and he's doing a really good job in there he's really munching down on that algae and i enjoy seeing him going around yeah i tried
0: to get one um, from all the local fish stores and they didn't have one so
1: yeah they they're saying they're having a hard time getting some in yeah they had
0: a, a pin cushion and like the the black urchins the long the, the, the long, pencil yeah well the pencil and the long spine yeah but i didn't want to deal with the long spine because I, I heard if you even brush up against them they they stab you, so right. I was like, I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> not, yeah. a, not a 30 now, that's just asking for problems.
1: I'm, I always was curious, like, how they get them in and out of the tanks. You uh, know, like, if someone's like, I want that, <laughs> like, how do they go about getting that out of the tank? Because, like, any kind of
0: bag you put it it's gonna punch a hole through it. Yeah, I'm not sure. They must give you like a bucket or
1: something. I don't know. That's a great question. I'd be curious to see like how they do it. Maybe we'll ask yeah. them next time. <laughs>
0: how do you transport these things? Yeah. How do they? How do you get these? I mean, you think like a lionfish would be the same thing.
1: Yeah. True.
0: Cause they have those kind of poisonous spines. Yeah. Or I guess they're venomous are not really poisonous.
1: Yeah, uh, but that's that's one of my updates for the saltwater. My freshwater are doing pretty good. Just had some green hair algae as well in the my 10 gallon but that's that was due to the light but then I, I added a smart plug to it so now it's going away and everything's been good there like freshwater wise all my shrimp are still alive they're no, still breeding no blackbeard no blackbeard yeah i thought i well i had like one little speck of black beard. <laughs> i just like started dosing excel i was like nope that's not coming back
0: yeah we had a we were at a store yesterday and this lady came up to one of the store employees like hey I have Blackbeard how do I get rid of it and he said use hydrogen peroxide and Juan turned to me he's like nope that's not it
1: yeah I was like nope use Excel (laughs) I I was like I immediately heard him go hydrogen peroxide I was like nope Excel
0: yeah so both of us have experienced experience that hydrogen peroxide does zero effect on Blackbeard it doesn't
1: help it at all like at first it kind of it kind of like dies back but then it just doesn't actually kill it
0: and some people say, like, if you drain the water and then spray it. So I tried that. It yeah, didn't do anything. I did,
1: too. Yeah, I tried that several times, too. And it just didn't work. Yeah. It just would, like, die back a little bit. But then it would still be there. Mine wouldn't even
0: die back. It was, it was just like, oh, thanks for the extra nutrients on. <laughs> <I'm- laughs> Help it grow.
1: Extra oxygen. Yeah. I love this. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, I would always use Excel. Yeah. And you have to spot treat it. I, I tried dosing it. It didn't really do anything. Like it did a little bit, but once I started spot treating, you gotta turn all your pumps off too. Yeah, that's kind of, usually how I yeah. do mine.
1: But I do, I do just dose it. I mean, I yeah. have done spot treatments and dosing. Yeah, and but your
0: tanks are like, what ten gallon, My yeah. tank's 180 gallon, so yeah, there's so a lot, I, lot there's more.
1: A, yeah,
0: I would have to. It's a lot more. It would dilute it more.
1: Yeah. Um, but I am working on uh, breeding some adult brine shrimp. I've been trying to figure it out for a while, cool. and I keep just not doing it and looking it up, so then I finally did, so now i got a bucket in the kitchen.
0: Yes, his wife looked at him very quizzically as, why is there a, a blue bucket kind of bubbling in the kitchen?
1: Well, you know, they say, she says I can't have a tank, so, I mean, it's not a tank, <laughs> technically. It does hold water, and it does have a light on it. But it's a bucket. But it's a bucket. Right. So there you go for all you men out there listening. <laughs> there is your route. You gotta get the buckets out. You gotta watch that fine print. That's right. You gotta read those fine prints. Get all legal all on those contracts there. <laughs> so I got that going. Hopefully, hopefully I can get some brine, some adult brine shrimp, and um, give Steve some here. Because I mean they're fairly cheap at the store, but they don't usually carry them like that. They uh, they actually order them in, and only one store here gets them. So.
0: And they give you, like, a little bag of it for, like, two ninety nine, so...
1: Yeah, and that goes pretty quickly. Yeah. I think mine lasted, like, two days. It's, it's
0: more like a treat than anything. Yeah,
1: so... That, well, I'll see how that works out. Hopefully, I mean, it'll do good. I mean, I can hatch the, you know, baby brine, but it's getting them to the adult size that I'm really hoping for.
0: Yeah. I was thinking I'd do, like, an outside walk, because Corey did that uh, for Aquarium Co-op. Uh, or at least he talked about it. And he said they had like a 30 gallon. They just put a sponge filter in it. Yeah. But he said it's nice outside because mosquitoes wouldn't get in it. Yeah. So, but I'm curious to see if you can actually grow them in a bucket. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we'll see. We're going to find out here in a minute. So, but yeah, that's about all, all my updates I have. I'm trying to, you know, let the tank kind of do its thing. And maybe by the end of the month, I can start adding more corals in there. Um, I do want to get a couple gobies, these two red-headed Mexican gobies, but I'm still on the fence of those, but we'll see. I mean, right now, I'm kind of just letting the tank do its thing, so just coasting, hopefully it'll do my water changes and keeping an eye on it will, will help. So.
0: That's it for the updates. Now back to the topic. So why do you think corals are a hassle? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. There's so many reasons why they're a hassle. Prices. <laughs> I think that I think prices is, like, the biggest one. I mean, because, you know, we come from freshwater, and everything in freshwater, like, is, you know, fairly cheap. And you can get, like, like, plants, you know? You can get a whole bundle of plants for, like, maybe five, depending on what kind of plant it is, five or ten dollars. That's the thing with plants, like,
0: like, if I wanted one of your plants, I would just say, hey, Juan, I want some of your plants now.
1: Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah. I just go in the tank and start cutting some away. Right. That's it. If I go, like,
0: well I want some of your corals.
1: are like, uh, I don't know about that. What, what am I getting out of this? Yeah.
0: There's a, there's a longer discussion. That's there.
1: right. Yeah. There's just discussion, uh, a debate.
0: I remember an episode of Seinfeld we talked about, when you ask a favor, the bigger the pause, the bigger the favor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I feel like it's that way with plants. I'm like, you know, with plants, I'm like, hey, one, want some plants. And with coral, like, hey, one, I want uh, some plant or some coral. And uh, there's a much greater pause when I'm asking for coral.
1: Yeah, we're like, my Java moss, I'm just giving that away. I'm like, he comes over like, hey, you want some moss?
0: Yeah, and Now <laughs> I got plenty of moss now.
1: Or coral, I want to be like, hey, you want a frag of this hammer? <laughs> yeah. I got too much of it. I, I did give you a
0: frag of the toadstool. I think that's the only thing we've actually, like, other than, like, when our tanks are crashing.
1: Right, and we give each other coral. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. The toadstool was pretty, you're, you had two. One, well, you had one and it split to two, so. Right, yeah. But, yeah, I think, like, prices are a big hassle and big factor to corals. I mean, especially, like, like I was saying, like, when we start off, you know, we're trying to get, like, a number for how much one coral costs. And, like, the minimum is, like, maybe 20 25 at a local store.
0: Right, yeah. I think the, the cheapest I've seen is, like, GSP at, a, at an actual store was $10. And that was the only coral that I saw that was even <laughs> close to that price. Like, the next price up is, like, $30. Like, there's no, yeah. like, happy $20 stuff. It's yeah. all, like... Here's some GSP only, GSP, <laughs> <laughs> or you could have like $30, but I feel like even now, like $30 is becoming rare,
1: yeah. I feel like, yeah, it is even because like, I mean, you've been on the lookout for a bunch of mushrooms, and right. those are usually like 30 35 but they're slowly creeping up there,
0: yeah. I mean, I feel like I, I mean, the, the one story we went to that's kind of far away their prices weren't too bad Like they did have a ten dollar section they had a twenty dollar section um but most of that stuff was okay but it wasn't like the ten dollar section was i didn't see anything i would like really buy there
1: no and it's like one head
0: yeah you like one head of something you
1: have to squint to see what it is
0: (laughs) (laughs) and i haven't asked the employee a couple times i was like what is that he's like i don't even know
1: That is a great question. Let me get my binoculars. Yeah.
0: Magnifying glass. Or <laughs> yeah. Telescope, something. But that, that's my thing. Like, you get something so small, like, literally, like, the size of a pinhead, and you're like, this could be that, or it could be something else.
1: Yeah. Or we could die immediately. <laughs> right.
0: So, and then, the like, the $30 section was stuff like, okay, I can see myself buying something.
1: Some yeah. I was, like, a couple more heads on, a right. couple frags. And then
0: when you start to getting to like 30 or 40, around $40 to $50, then that's where stuff starts looking good. Yeah. And then, but they had like 70, 80, they had a 70, 80 section. Yeah. And then they had colonies for, you know, $100, $150. So, I mean, just, if you want like an actual colony, like an established system, like, that's $100, just like that leather I bought. That's why it was... Because it's about as big as my hand, so it's pretty much like a colony.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, colonies are... They're really expensive. I mean, I guess they don't want to, like, frag. I guess fragging to them is kind of a hassle, you know?
0: I mean, you make most of your money fragging.
1: Yeah, but I don't know if they physically frag in store. I mean, I'm sure some of them do for certain things, but not for everything.
0: Right. I mean, the only thing I think that you wouldn't frag is maybe, like, a GSP rock... <laughs> yeah. I mean like actually afford. I mean so I was reading listening to a podcast and it was for, for a Top Shelf and they said their average customer's tanks are between 10 gallons and like they said a few of them were in the 50s so most people have smaller tanks right and which I thought was kind of cool because I was like, I always think my 30 gallon is like this super tiny thing but to find out it's kind of just like the it's norm just the average. Yeah, yeah, it's average. just the normal and I'm like, huh, that's I don't feel so bad now, right. <laughs> I'm like why are they
1: selling all these tanks for? <laughs> yeah, they got all these massive tanks and you're like, man, I'm not, I need to upgrade or something Right, I'm not doing anything good so, but I'm like, oh, I'm just
0: the average person it makes me feel better but <laughs> I feel like for the average person who, who's affording a 30 gallon tank which is still not a cheap enterprise but I feel like most people they're not going to spend I, I would say the average person even $50 is stretching it
1: yeah and that's just for one one coral right. one frag
0: one frag and I'm like how often can people actually afford like the average person to pay for one frag Yeah, like once a month
1: yeah I mean that's
0: but yeah. even $50 of once a month I mean that's that's several Netflix subscriptions.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a bunch of Amazon orders there. <laughs> right.
0: I mean, how high can you get in a Hulu premium for fifty dollars a month?
1: I have no idea. I guess
0: I'm guessing pretty high.
1: I mean, and that's just one frag. I mean, right. it, it, To stock a tank too, like,
0: like, like, so okay, so you have a twenty, I have a thirty. How many frags do you think you would need to safely, to safely say it's stocked? right now I have I think I have nine corals and I would say I'm about a third of the way there. Hmm. So we're looking about twenty seven ish.
1: Yeah, I'd say around yeah like thirty. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: thirty times fifty, it's a yeah, it's
1: fifteen hundred. Yeah.
0: That but that's only if they all cost fifty dollars. So let's we'll we'll say between like a thousand and Fifteen hundred. It's probably that's actually probably pretty close. Yeah. So, and that's just coral. That's not counting the tank. That's not counting your light. It's not counting sand or rocks or fish or anything. That's just coral. So, that's just <laughs> ballpark
1: it. Fifteen hundred. Yeah. That, that's it's and, a huge number.
0: And that's, but I feel like that's a pretty good number because not all those are are going to survive. Like yeah. of that thirty, I would probably say. On a good day, twenty survive.
1: And that's the thing. Yeah. The from the ones that survive to the ones that die, you know, that's like money lost. There. Right.
0: So, we're gonna say on a good thing, twenty or ten of your corals just died. So that's ten times fifty. That's that's five hundred dollars that you just lit on fire.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's five hundred dollars you gotta replace too. Right. Exactly. So. And that's that'll take at least a couple more months, if not half a year.
0: Right, and I'm, and I'm saying you're always going to have to be replacing those thirds, like I don't care how long your tank's been up, how long you've been doing it I feel like you're still, because I, I went to Top Shelf and Worldwide Corals, I looked at like their displays, and I saw some corals dying, like cause they were touching and they were singing each other and I'm like, even these guys these guys are like experts, they have biologists on staff, some of them were like working in store
1: Yeah.
0: they still have coral loss
1: Yeah.
0: so I'm like, I'm just some guy, you know, so hanging man. out yeah <laughs> hanging
1: out. <laughs> I'm
0: definitely going to kill some <laughs> stuff. You know, quarantine tank or no quarantine tank. Some of those corals aren't going to make it. Yeah. But I felt like... I mean, it is it is expensive. Yeah, it and, definitely um, is. there's no real way to get around that. No,
1: not unless you have, like, a friend who's been in the hobby longer than you have and they just have colonies of...
0: Yeah, but, I mean, even we just established... Even I mean, we're pretty good friends, but... Even we, like, we're like... Well, we don't have
1: a colonies, like, right. massive colonies.
0: But I mean, if you had massive colonies, I'm like, give me a colony. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not a colony, but a frag of
1: a couple Yeah, of
0: I mean, I, I would probably give you frags of pretty much all my corals, just because I would want a, kind of like a backup. Like a backup, right. Because right. if my coral ever died, I would at least have a backup there. Yeah. Um, and, I'd, and we'll probably do that in the future, once, you know...
1: We have yeah. colonies. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Whenever we get to that yeah.
0: stage. Well right now we so right now we both have learned tank crash one on one. Yes. We really <laughs> we really have. And when I first heard a tank crash, I always thought it meant like everything in your tank died, and maybe that's a thing, but I feel like it's not necessarily a thing. I think that's just like you can have a partial crash.
1: Yeah, yeah, which is what we both have had, so
0: because yeah, I didn't lose all my fish and some of my corals did make it um, just a small percentage I feel like it depends a lot where you buy your corals to so we have one store here um, that's pretty high dollar Yeah. and just for an example so I'm just going to use Euphilia like a hammer as an example because I feel like it's easily transferable so at this store they have I think the Euphilia have like Two or three heads, and they want, I think, $180 for that amount, which, depending on where you are, that could be a great deal, or it could be like, I'm robbing you. Yeah. So, but, I, and most of their stuff's not too terrible, but I definitely think it's more expensive.
1: Yeah, I definitely feel like it is as well. I mean, compared to some of the, I mean, we've been to several stores where it's the same amount of heads, and it's the price is completely different
0: yeah and it, it is hard to know like exactly what a coral should cost i feel like it, take, it took us a long time to be like what is
1: this worth i think even now we're still trying to figure some of that out especially because we're trying to try and like different types of corals you know right so it's like the prices definitely are are a big factor when you're looking for one specific thing and you
0: can't even base the price of a coral like a year ago or two years ago like yeah. that that knowledge is out of date by a long shot
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you know I'm sure that most of yours I don't know when you're going to listen to this but you know COVID changed everything yeah. price wise and uh, unfortunately the aquarium especially coral was not an exception because yeah. a lot of our corals came from overseas and uh, the price I would say they at least doubled on pretty much everything
1: yeah for sure so what is uh, what is the next one we got here. So I was gonna
0: talk about locating the corals because I feel like that's a challenge.
1: Locating as far as
0: just finding just finding the like, like a dealer. Like, no, not even that. Just like I want this coral. How can I find it? Because <laughs> where do I look? So, I mean, certain corals are really easy to find, but yeah. certain corals are really hard. Like, mm-hmm. so I like frog spawn. Uh, because I feel like it's a little easier than torches and it's not as aggressive as torches and it's easier, it's more hardy than hammers. So I looked yesterday for frog spawn. No no store had frog spawn. It was zero. So, and I have, we have one other store that's a little further away. They have one frag of it.
1: Yeah, it was a bigger frag. Yeah. I didn't even see how much that one was. $50. Oh, okay. So,
0: and it, But it was, it was an indigo frog spawn, so it wasn't like a normal one. Or was that Octa, Octa something?
1: I'm not sure. Yeah,
0: So, but it was like a slight variation of a frog spawn. But it, it was nice. But I'm just saying, locating corals after a lot of the coral bans uh, have, has been challenging.
1: And, yeah. And I, I think that's, I mean, that goes for everyone as far as f- local fish stores as well.
0: Yeah. And I and I, I, don't, I talked to a guy who's an importer of coral, and he said, even just GSP and Xenia have become impossible to find, which I thought was funny because like <laughs> that's, that, that's like somebody saying, like, let's just say like you, you kind of work like a landscaping or a gardening thing. Um, that's like going to the garden be like, hey, I can't find dandelions and, you know, some kind of other weed. Right. And, you know, like, well, 10 year you know, normally that's like just tango, you yeah. know, we don't even want these things. And that's kind of how... Zenia and GSP are in the hobby. Like they're just weeds for most people.
1: Yeah, they're like the moss of the freshwater.
0: Right. So, I mean, no one really has to hunt them down. Yeah. but I mean, He said those, even those are getting hard to find. So, I would say that's a pro and a con as far as coral being a house.
1: I think it's fun because it is like an Easter egg hunt. Right. You're trying to find that one coral you want, and then you finally find it. Right. Things and it's out of stock. Yeah. Right. Or. <laughs> <laughs> It's in
0: stock, but someone already bought it right before you got there. Yeah. (laughs) So I feel like that's that that's a it's it's a fun thing because like if you hunt coral for like three months or two months Mm -hmm. and then you find it, you're all excited like.
1: Or you're like me, where you add it to this internal list you got going on, and then you just forget about it because you can't find it, and then one day you go, (laughs) you find it. You're like, oh, there it is. Exactly. So.
0: And hopefully, as they like aquaculture more stuff, that will become less of a problem.
1: I feel like it will. I mean, a lot of places are starting to do a lot more aquacultured corals, and I feel like it'd be it'll be good for the hobby itself. I mean, they do save a lot of these corals that are being aquacultured are a lot more hardier and they'll be more, you know, forgiving because it's you know you're putting them in a tank like yours, you know, and it's you're gonna forget to do water change here and there, <laughs> but.
0: Never forget to do a water change. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they'll be, you know, they'll be a lot stronger and hold on than one of these wild caught corals that they're bringing in. I had a question for you. So do you see um, aquacultured corals being a big thing in the industry or locally?
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of something I wanted to talk about a little bit because, so in my opinion, I think aquacultured corals are going to be the key to saving the actual coral reefs in the wild i know a lot of people you'll talk to them and be like oh you're taking coral from the wild that's gonna hurt hurt the reefs but in reality if you know if global warming's is a thing and 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 that i do think global warming's is a factor but i don't think it's necessarily the key factor why the corals are dying because you know if if you raise the temperature in your tank Yes, that's going to be a detriment to the corals, but I don't think that's, like, the only thing that's the right. problem. Um, I think it's... Honestly, I think it's pollution in the In the, the, water. In the water, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, if you have a good tank and I don't... Coca-Cola in it, it's probably not going to do so well. <laughs>
1: um, so... Yeah, because, I mean, I know a lot of people usually raise their heat right. for certain issues. Right. And, I mean, corals... But corals, corals can handle it. yeah.
0: But, um, I know a lot of like worldwide coral, um, they working with, uh, I I heard SeaWorld, I think Disney too. Yeah. Um, they're working with them is to make more aquaculture coral. And it's not just, a lot of that stuff's not even for the hobby. It's just for, it's just for the reefs. Yeah. To help the reefs out. But I, I felt like, and I told Juan this, I felt like if they made corals for both the reef and the hobby, they could fund their research through the hobby
1: yeah. you
0: know, sell hobbyists the coral and then use the other coral for um, to put back in the reef you know it's like those shoe companies like every shoe you buy they it goes back in the ocean <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, your coral I mean uh, you probably shouldn't throw the shoe <laughs> in the ocean <laughs> but I'm saying like one of the shoes goes to like a homeless kid or some you know some disadvantaged kid and I, I feel like you could do the same thing with coral like for every coral a hobbyist buys or every two corals or something like that, put one back in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing could go with fish, aquacultured salt fish. You know, for every fish you buy, put one back or something. Um, I feel, feel like that would be a way to not only fund it because I feel like right now they're trying to do it with grants and taxpayer money. And I feel like that's wrong. I feel like you could fund this, at least a majority of it, through, from, the from the hobby. From the hobby.
1: And I don't think a lot of the hobbyists would mind either. Because, I, no. mean, I mean, we all enjoy, like, especially as we have saltwater tanks with corals and fish, I mean, we all enjoy a reef tank. Yeah. And to see that the oceans are being helped and reefs being restored would be a big plus.
0: Right. And I feel like it would help our conscience, too, because I'm like, I don't, I don't think anybody in the hobby wants to hurt, hurt the ocean. No. And I feel like most of us want to help the ocean. So I feel like that's a, it'd be an easy way to kind of assist the, the, the healing of the ocean.
1: Do you think you see a lot of local fish stores, you know, asking for aquacultured corals when they're ordering?
0: I think most thing like most things, they're going to go for the cheapest price. And one of the pros I wanted to talk about as far as corals is, um, and I'm really not sure how to put this, but I feel like they're like a puzzle. And uh, my job as an aquarius is to keep them alive, but there's like, 10,000 factors that go into this yeah and I feel, feel like if you want a good mental exercise almost like a Rubik's Cube like you had to put all the pieces just right but if you do one wrong it dies or it gets sick or something because uh, you, you have a lot of things to think about with coal you got fish to worry about
1: you got light um, they're almost like a plant if you think about it because they, they need enough water right. but then they need enough sunlight but not too much sunlight <laughs> right. or not too much water
0: you gotta have the correct salinity right and uh so i mean that list we can we could name 20 things that they need in order to survive yeah so i i feel like as kind of a puzzle um they're actually one of the harder things out there mm-hmm. in fact i heard uh there's this doctor who got into to reef keeping and he said the reason why he did it is because he felt bored and he just wanted like a challenge and he felt like reef keeping was like the hardest challenge out there, <laughs> and I, it made me laugh because I was like, "Well, I'm not. I'm obviously not a doctor, but I was like, this really is a challenge. Like, I, I can't think of another hobby where like you have so many factors coming into play, yeah, and the stakes are so high. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, one day we could have fifteen hundred dollars worth of coral in a tank, and
1: then the next day it's just <laughs> they're all dying on you, right?" So you're struggling to, to find out what the main issue is, and it's right. like that it, everything checks out, you know.
0: And I think you know when you're new to the hobby, you have like mushroom corals and toadstool leathers, leather corals, mushrooms, stuff like that. But you know, I, and if those and those don't really die very easily, right? But as you get more advanced, um, you know, you might start getting uh, LPS coral, large stony, large polyp stony coral. And uh, SPS and you know some more of the advanced corals, but I feel like even as you get more advanced, and you you maybe um, avoid some of the beginner mistakes, the stakes go
1: higher. Higher, yeah.
0: So and I feel like there's a trap there as far as a hobbyist, like you 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 always try to raise the stakes. Yeah,
1: (laughs) and then you get you get too high. Right, then you get burned. Yes.
0: And so as a, as a new person, like, it's still, it's, it's, I would say it's hard at every step. It's never, there's never a point in the hobby where we, I mean, even the most advanced person, like the most SPS high, high grade tank, I don't feel like that's, you would never like not be stressed
1: or challenged by it. Yeah, I definitely don't. Especially an SPS tank. That's right. That's like top right there. Right. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't plan on reaching SPS. No, level,
0: and that, I don't either. Like it would take me a long time. And when I say a long time, I don't mean like if I wanted to, I could go out and buy an SPS tomorrow. And there's a good chance, like I could keep it alive. Um, you know, I have a strong enough light. I have a decent enough pattern of doing the needed maintenance. It's just, I feel like I haven't made the necessary mistakes to know what mistakes I would make. Right. And
1: when something goes wrong to know that you did this and that's what made it go down. And
0: I feel like that's the main purpose of being in a hobby so long. Or the good part is you see a lot of different stuff. Mm -hmm. And when when I was, even now, even when I'm new, I feel like I have a good beat on things. Like, yeah, yeah, I've seen that.
1: Yeah, Um, I know how to fix that.
0: Right, but there's always something out there that's like, I've never seen this before yeah and with fresh water it's still like that uh, but it's it's less so right than salt water
1: yeah salt water and fresh water there's just different levels to to the hardness there
0: yeah now would you ever get like let's say you're in the hobby three years would you ever get ready your salt water tank or your fresh water tanks and just have salt water
1: no so i've actually thought about that here recently i've I was thinking, because you keep mentioning that you want another saltwater tank. Yeah. And I'm like, that's kind of funny because I know months ago you were talking about selling <laughs> your tank and turning it into a freshwater tank and all this and that. And then, But now you're like on a quarantine tank and right. then you're thinking about upgrading here in a couple of years. And I was thinking to myself, oh, will I ever upgrade? I mean, the 20 gallons and I start. And I mean, I have plenty of freshwater tanks. But to have another saltwater tank, I think I'd need more experience and dealing with more things in saltwater. Then I'd be prepared to grab, you know, a 50 or something.
0: Yeah. Well, see, my thing is, so this is my hypothesis, right? So fresh water, you need one main display, you need a quarantine tank, and you need two breeder tanks. And I'm sure we'll have a future podcast we can go into this <laughs> deeper. the yes. salt water, you need a main display and two quarantine tanks. One for fish, one, one for coral Yeah. So freshwater you need four tanks. With saltwater, you need three tanks. And right now I have two tanks. And I the reason I want a bigger saltwater tank is so I actually have a display. Because right now Biocube's not really a display tank. I mean it's it's nice and all, but it's Compared to my 180 gallon downstairs, it's it's not much, it's like a shoebox.
1: Yeah, it's a nice starting tank, right? Uh, into the hobby, the saltwater side at least, right? Of it all,
0: and, th- and that's why I have it, and that's why I like it because I want to make my mistakes,
1: least least. You're, you want to make the big mistakes right. in a small tank, exactly. The big mistakes in a big tank.
0: Yeah, I want to make little mistakes in a big <laughs> tank and the big mistakes in a little tank. Yes. So I feel like um, so maybe maybe listeners maybe if you're just starting out start out with that small tank so the another thing with coral i wanted to say was i know a lot of people like if you go to a public display like an actual public aquarium and you see saltwater stuff 95 percent of the time it's a fowler fish only tank Uh, so i went to the georgia aquarium when i was coming back from florida and most of the tanks there they had i think one or like a handful of coral tanks like maybe five or six uh, but the majority were definitely a fish only right and I think the reason they do that is because it's it's a lot simpler it's less maintenance right yeah it is um, but for the for the home hobbyist if you have a 20 gallon um, and you just put rocks in there let's say let's take Juan's tank for example he's got three fish a clown and a chalk bass how fun do you think that tank would be if you took away the
1: coral it would not be
0: yeah and I I think it's the same way with with fresh water like
1: if, if, you, if you take away the plants yeah if
0: you if you take away the plants <clears> I mean and
1: just have fish Yeah, it wouldn't be as hard oh no it's definitely easier yeah cause I mean blackbeard would never have been a thing yeah yeah, that, that wouldn't have been an issue to begin with no
0: it wouldn't have and the only thing you do have to worry about is like ick or in case of salt ick and velvet
1: yeah Or fish bullying each other. Yeah,
0: right. So, I mean, but I think it it, it definitely would reduce the difficulty level. But I think it also reduces the the fun factor.
1: It definitely does, because even now that, you know, I don't have anything in there besides the leather and now my chili coral and the Gorgonian, you know, I'm like thinking, well, what other coral can I get in here now, you know? right. (laughs) Like, what else do I want? Like, just looking at the tank itself, like, the fish are, are doing well, you know, but it's it's just, you know, fish and the rocks, pretty much.
0: And I honestly think it'd be hard to go to fish stores all the time because if, if you have a saltwater tank, you're always going to have to walk past the coral section. Yeah. You know are always That's going to be in the back of your mind all the time. Is like, you know, I could add this. I could try it. Yeah.
1: Let's go
0: ahead and try that. You know, right. See if the
1: tank's good.
0: But uh, I definitely think it... It definitely raises the stress level. I won't say it won't because it's definitely going to raise your stress. And, you know, a lot of people, they buy aquariums to not have stress.
1: Yeah, that's why I bought one.
0: Yeah. How's that going?
1: Well, <laughs> now we don't got coral in the saltwater thing. <laughs>
0: so do you feel like your stress has gone up, down, stayed the same?
1: So it went up when everything was was happening as far as the tank crashing and stuff. Right. But then I kind of stepped back and I was like, okay, well, it's going to crash and I can either stress about it and worry about it the entire time. Or I can just, you know, try and save as much as I can and try and figure out what the issue is. So, I mean, it's still kind of stressful. And even now, like I still stress, you know, if I add something now, will will the tank still be okay? Or is it going to die? Or how are my fish doing? Which is another reason why I'm holding back because I want to make sure the fish are still doing good. Which they are. I mean, they're all eating. I mean, so it's just, I mean, giving it time.
0: Yeah. But I mean, if you didn't have coral and fish were still eating, you probably wouldn't even know you really had a problem.
1: Definitely not.
0: So, so my thing is, because of that, you may not have known to change something. Mm
1: hmm.
0: Yeah. So, the coral can kind of be like an early warning system, too, because slight fluctuations in the parameters. Coral are going to show you pretty quickly. And plants do this too. Plants show you, hey, I'm turning yellow or I'm dying Yeah. long before sometimes fish will.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I feel like they can be kind of an early warning system. Hey, something's up. You might want to check the parameters. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because I know my corals did that. They, they were dying before the, the fish were. So they're, mm-hmm. they're kind of good. that. So, I mean, in that sense, I mean, unfortunately in salt water... <laughs> <laughs> Usually your coral are more. Uh, They'll show
1: signs first, before right? Before anything else, and coral
0: are generally more expensive than fish.
1: Yeah, so I mean, it's a sad thing. Yeah, it
0: really is. <laughs> In freshwater, if your plants start showing problems,
1: you know, you lose the plant. It's like, oh yeah, whatever. Or you just cut cut that one problem.
0: Right, you just cut that out
1: stem, and then you know, you're usually pretty good. But I'm not really
0: sure if plants show stress as fast as corals do.
1: I don't think they do. I think the the one thing that shows fast is algae.
0: Yeah, algae will definitely. And certain fish are definitely m- more sensitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, like rummy nose tetras, um, like their red spot on their eye will start to like um, lessen in red when they're stressed. Um, that's kind of a, a, a good indicator. Like some fish will act stressed too. Yeah, it's not
1: they'll lose their colorations
0: and I've, I've talked to a lot of older hobbyists and a lot of them don't even really test their parameters. they just kind of watch their tank yeah and i feel like both are important i feel like you need to test your parameters but you also need to watch the tank because i think a lot of times the tank will let you know if something's wrong
1: yeah for sure
0: but i do think i have seen a raise in like hobbyists in a local area like donating corals or an enemies or something like that for like store credit or something and but and then the store selling it for actual money um, i do i have seen some of that uh, with covid though however i feel like that's becoming more stingy <laughs> yeah and i feel like a lot of black market um coral selling is going on right now <laughs> <laughs> Back alleys. It really is. I mean, I've met people in basements and bought coral. So that's true. And I don't feel bad about it because I mean, (laughs) it is. I mean, most of it's aquacultured anyway, and you're supporting a a local hobbyist. Yeah. So I mean, is it better to buy from a local hobbyist in you know his basement, or is it better to buy from a store and you don't really know where that coral came from? Mm -hmm. So, I I would rather buy. For a local hobbyist because A, it's cheaper. B, you know, it's probably going to grow, I would say in our water, but it's all R-O-D-I water anyway. Mm -hmm. So, but, I'd rather buy from another hobbyist. Yeah. You just have to be careful local hobbyists because sometimes they do have pests and they may not tell you. That's true. But that's
1: true of stores too. Yeah, I was going to say, you can get that from stores as well. I mean, we saw one, we got our Gorgonians, you know, they had... Aptasia in the tank. Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, dip in
0: quarantine. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole point of the quarantine, take. So, but yeah, I'm, So, I mean, would you rather buy from a local hobbyist or would you rather buy from a store? It really all
1: just comes down to price. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, that's it's, really, that's really yeah. it. Yeah, it's the price is what really makes corals the hassle. All
0: right. So let's let's remove let's remove price. Let's say. It's a Euphilia or something like that. Alright, you, you like Skullies, We'll say it's a Scully. <laughs> so, I have a Scully. I'm asking $100. A store has a Scully. They're asking, let's say, $110. let us make the same. $100. We're both $100. Which one are you going to buy from?
1: I would buy from the local store. Really? Yeah.
0: So, what would be your reasoning from the local store? Just convenience?
1: Yeah, just convenience. I mean, I don't have to drive or meet anyone somewhere. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay, so let's change the price a little bit. Let's say I'm ninety dollars and the store's a hundred dollars.
1: How far are you? I'm within thirty minutes. Hmm. I guess I I mean yeah, I'd definitely go with you then. Okay.
0: So $10 is the breaking point. <laughs> my next every, pre- every penny counts. So my next question is going to be like $20. Okay, I'm 80 now, <laughs> and now you're 100 So, So at $10, you think about it, though.
1: You Yeah, you definitely think about it. I but mean, let's that's see, why you ask how far. See, you know?
0: My thing is that, okay, so let's say it's a $10 difference, but you also have to get your water filled from the store. You're probably going to still buy from the store, right?
1: Yeah, I'd probably just still buy it from right. the store. All
0: right, but now we're twenty dollars difference. Is there as much hesitation, or is, are we still?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, so so twenty is still hesitation. So twenty is still so, hesitating, Okay. Yes.
0: So let's let's make let's jump num- numbers of twenty instead of ten. So let's say I'm at. Let's let's say half price. We'll say half price. We'll say fifty dollars. Fifty. Yeah. For the same skull. I wouldn't even think about it. All right, so no hesitation at fifty. No. Okay, so we're somewhere between. Once we reach about half price. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's raise a little bit. Let's say sixty dollars. So forty dollar difference.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd still go to to All right. you.
0: All right, so we're almost there. So <laughs> so seventy dollars. Where
1: are we at? $70, no, nah, there's still hesitation there. Okay,
0: way. so right there, we, we can see the divide. Yeah. <laughs> so $60 and $70 is the breaking point. Yeah, most okay. definitely. All right, so if you're listening to this, <laughs> <laughs> 60% is where you want to be at. That's, that's true. So that's, that's where you have to be selling. <laughs> and which is funny because we, so we found this this basement guy and uh, he's about half price right. for For what we've seen And I think that's why There's so Such little hesitation from us Because mm-hmm. if he was I think even like In the same ballpark We wouldn't even consider that No Yeah Because he's far He's two hours away I was going to say yeah, the, Him
1: being far Also plays a big factor Right in If he
0: price. was closer Like 30 minutes Definitely less I, th- I think we'd get in trouble From that close I think so too <laughs> <laughs> So so let, let's say instead of two hours away, here's an hour
1: away. Yeah, I mean, that's still trouble there. Right,
0: so it's probably best, he's two <laughs> hours away. Because there's a little
1: hesitation when you're two hours away. Right,
0: so, so, so it's not just price, it's also wow.
1: distance. Yeah, because I mean, we go about an hour away right our one far well, store we have. Uh, yeah, that one store. Yeah. I, I mean,
0: anything for me is an hour away. Right, yeah, So but, that's not even a factor. So but
1: would, for me, being right. in, in the city limits, you know.
0: But I would also say, too, it, it's a, it's two hours away from all the other fish stores. Mm-hmm. There is one that's 30 minutes away from him, but um, I feel like if he was closer to a bunch of other fish stores, it'd be less hesitation. Mm -hmm. but because he's by himself and far he has to have cheap pricing yeah because if he even had like anything remotely close to everyone else right we wouldn't even consider it anymore no so if you're listening you're far away (laughs) give
1: us a call
0: (laughs) so but I feel like so so I've gone out there once well you've never been there have you no
1: so, well, I didn't have a reason to go, you know. Yeah, the tank crash. Crashing. The
0: crashing. The crashness. So. The crash of
1: 2021.
0: And, and you switched jobs too, which was kind of a factor too. Yeah. So. But now the jobs looking up and mm-hmm. tanks looking up. Right. So those factors combined
1: make up for a perfect disaster.
0: And we've had the cheaper place, uh, the half price place. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like those three are gonna work into coordination. <laughs> <laughs> now we just have to.
1: So well, you know, you'll have to stay tuned for all the new corals we're about to be purchasing here in a minute. Yeah.
0: So, but I feel like you can get into trouble with cheap coral though. Yeah,
1: you definitely can. I mean.
0: Because the only reason I say that because like with plants, if they were cheap, like five dollars, ten dollars, whatever, you could still buy a bunch. So it still probably be okay. Mm-hmm. But with coral, like even a cheap coral. Let's say $20, $30, and that's probably pretty close to accurate. Mm -hmm. If you start buying five of those, that's still quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, even at $20, still still $100, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, is still really good. If you could buy five corals for $100, I'd be pretty happy about that.
1: Yeah, I would too. I mean, most around here, you buy two and you're already at (laughs) $100.
0: Sometimes you're at, even at one, you're above $100. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> depending on where you go yeah. so I mean just uh, my local store here just a hairy mushroom $90 which depending on where you are that you might just throw up a little bit in your mouth right then or you might have been like oh that's a good deal where should I go to yeah so and this other place though $18 so you can see that's a huge difference that's more that's way more than half mm-hmm. so now you understand why we're going to drive two hours for this other place
1: yeah I definitely understand that now <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so stay tuned hopefully we'll have many more corals in the future and uh yeah let you know
1: of all our troubles we get into Yeah. <laughs> 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 alright everyone we'll be talking to y'all hopefully next week Yeah. thanks for tuning in and uh we'll catch you guys later keep mini techs <laughs> <laughs>